Big Brother people, welcome to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented by me, BB Team North, with an unfiltered foray into all things BB19. Nothing is off limits, and you can absolutely expect ample shade, and of course, we'll be dragging all the trash up and down the aisle by their wigs throughout the entire summer. What I can absolutely guarantee, though, is that it's going to be a summer chock full of mess and misfortune. This podcast is intentionally created from an alternative point of view. Big Brother has such a diverse fan base, but all the content I see is constantly skewed in one direction. I wanted a place where I could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these Twitter streets. Anywho, I really hope you guys enjoy what goes on here. And if you ever have any comments or concerns, you can hit us on Twitter at at JulieGirlPod or at BBTeamNorth. Or send an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com and we'll gladly ignore you if it's some bull. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Julie girl, Julie girl. Today I have a special guest with me who will hopefully be joining me quite often this summer. He's one of my only IRL Big Brother friends and a hilarious Twitter commentator, if I must say so myself. Oh, thank you. Living in L.A., all the way from the VA coast, everybody say, hey, Zach. Hi. What up? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Julie Girl Podcast, What's up, Zach? Julie Girl? Hey, Julie Girl. Why don't you introduce yourself to the people, Zach, and let them know where they can find you on social media. Hey everyone, my name is Zach. You can find me online at OZachAttack. That's O-H-Z-A-C-K-A-T-T-A-C-K. Yes. Um, big Brother fan, super excited to be here. Hashtag Team Paul. As much as James may hate that. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. Love Matt as well. Excited to be here. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. All right. Thank you, Zach. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to have you today. But... Let's jump right into the craziness that's taken place in these first few episodes of BB19 because it has been kind of crazy. Insane. So, Zach, since you weren't on the first episode, do you have any interesting thoughts about the house or the house guests? Um, yeah, I didn't really, like, pay attention to anything before the show started. I didn't really watch anything, so I didn't know this whole, like, temptation background. And I think one of the reasons why I loved Alex is because she got it, like, right away. Like, she walked in, she was like, oh, there's apples, there's a snake, Garden of Eden. <laughs> like, when my ass would have been like, oh, look, there's an apple, cute. Like, oh, look, there's a snake from Aladdin, where my bed at? Can I have that round one? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I think that the house is cool. I think it's, like, a fun, like, you know sexy theme temptation absolutely Ooh, i liked it a lot too and i love the the letters on the wall mm-hmm. it was it was great i love it i think it's i think it's cute i think it's a fun theme it fits well with big brother um other than that i don't really have any thoughts about the house it looks like the house do you me. have any favorite house guests uh favorite house guest paul 
of course. But then my boy Matt, what up from the VA? I gotta, you know, he's from Virginia. I gotta root for him, not only because he's from Virginia, but because he's really hot. So <laughs> when you <laughs> when you get voted off, Matt, like let's go get coffee or something. <laughs> and then my girl Dominique. I don't even know where to start. Can we just talk about her getting her key real quick? <laughs> I was cracking up. I knew Dominique was like really religious. See, I didn't know that. Okay. I was just getting Michaela from How to Get Away with Murder vibes from her. So I was like, yes, like I'm here for this girl. She opens up her Bible and there's the key. And you know what? I was like, this is Big Brother reaching out to the world and showing everyone that the Bible is truly the key. Yes, God is the key. Go Jesus. I died. I literally was living for Dominique getting her key. Everybody else getting their key was like dumb. I didn't care. It was like whatever. Do you? Th- I mean, that has to be so set up, right? People getting Absolutely. their keys. Like, how do you not? Know? Because you've got like who five put the cameras key in your Bible? You know? And you're just like, oh, let me read the. Oh my gosh, my key right. in the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. I was gonna read. I was gonna read Psalms 31. I was about to say Psalms 27. (laughs) Same wavelength. But like, I was just like finna read the Bible with my entire family sitting around here in a camera crew. Oh my God, this is random. Right, no, it's absolutely sad. Go God. They have to, they're making a show. So I get it, but it was just hilarious. Like, why y'all put this girl's key in her Bible? I died. I literally died. She, you know what? Go Dominique. I don't really know much about her so far. I feel like she hasn't got a lot of like airtime. So. I'm excited to see what she does, Jocasta 2.0. If she starts speaking in tongues, I'm out. I'm out. Unless it's Missy Elliott. It's your mind yet, whatever. If she starts doing that, (laughs) then I'm team her forever. But she will take Davon's spot. But until then. She will never take Davon's spot. You're right. She will not. I love you, Davon. We have a selfie together. It's super cute. Yes. Um, There was something else I I wanted to say about Dominique. Um... There, she Dominique hasn't had a lot of airtime on the episodes, but when the feeds came on, her and Mark were sitting together at mm-hmm. the table, and they were having an amazing conversation. And Mark was telling her that he feels so comfortable in the house because of her, and her social game is on point. See, and I'm happy about that because when she was getting her key, I was kind of like, okay, this can either be really great or really, really bad. They're either going to see her as like a calming spirit, someone that they can trust, or they're going to see her as that crazy Jesus freak get her out because she's annoying the shit out of yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good that people are, like, trusting her and, like, feel like they can talk to her. I like that. Yeah, You me know, too. It's like... <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I was about to do the whole, like... <laughs> I can't even. I can't even get the words out. The Jacosta thing would say, "I finally get what I deserve." <laughs> I don't even know why my mind went there. I had nothing to do with anything. I think it's just because it's a Jacosta 2.0. Anyway, next, next. <laughs> All right. So the premiere took place on Wednesday, and bitch, that first episode was something serious. I honestly don't know that I've ever seen a BB premiere that jam packed with mess. <laughs> so. The house guests all moved in and everything seemed great. But then Allison Grodner reared her twisted face yet again and brought out the Temptations. He there brought my a, boy back. Wait, we ain't got that far oh. yet. Damn. They all went to the backyard and started hanging in these pods. And there was a flower. And when the flower turned on, the first person to push their button won $25,000. But they would unleash a consequence onto the house. And so when the light turned on, Kevin was the first person to press the button and he won $25,000 which I was happy about but that means that a consequence was unleashed into the house and he also had to throw the first HOH competition how did you feel about that? 
Who doesn't want $25,000? I would have pushed that button, too. Me, too. You better get your money, boy. If you're going to go home the first night, you better go home with something. Right, get your cash. Right? You, <laughs> that, I mean, that's, like, a good amount of money. That's a, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. Like, if it would have been, like, $1,000, I would have been, like, that petty bitch. Right. Like, but but 25000 Girl, do you know what I can do with that? Right. It's so much McDonald's. And, <laughs> and Kevin has seven kids. I was like, mm-hmm. this dude needs this money. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure all his kids was cheering when he won because... That's a lot of kids. That's a lot. Just make sure you pay your taxes. Absolutely. He can use those <laughs> coins, though. So the house gets go back inside. And, of course, here comes a ding dong. And. Can I say it now? Sure. Paul's back. ABB. I love him. So Kevin cute. taking the $25,000 temptation unleashed the first twist into the game, which was a bullshit-ass house guest swap. Paul from Big Brother 18 walked back into the house and will officially be the 17th house guest this summer. So we already know, but how did you feel about Paul being back in the game? Bring it all back to me. Isn't that a song? (laughs) That's how I feel about it. I'm so excited. I love Paul. I got so much life from him last season, and I'm a super fan of Paul's. I've been to a few events of his, totally fangirled out, got a few selfies, rubbed the beard. Just, yes, Dad. See, I don't have time. <laughs> These I don't I don't really buy into the house guests on that level because they're just regular people. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not gonna fangirl over you because you were literally just on a TV show that was on for the summer. It's not like you even like there's nothing for me to grasp onto. So it's weird. <laughs> there's a lot right. for you to grasp onto. Listen, in the physical, there definitely is something to grasp onto, but. Overall, I love the characters and I I would love to like I don't I wouldn't mind meeting people and having conversations, but I'm not standing over people like that. Like yeah. you're not Beyonce. You, you ain't put in the work. What did you do? I mean, I don't know. I love him. He promoted friendship. I thought he was very loyal on his season. I agree. And I'm not even a Paul hater. I liked Paul last season. Mm-hmm. He was one of the only people on the cast that I actually could stomach for a while. But he was very self-serving, and he was very into promoting his own stuff, his own catchphrases, and- promoting his band, promoting his catchphrases, promoting his t-shirts. Like, it was, it was, a, it felt like he wanted to promote these ideas, which is great. I but- mean, this is their 15 minutes. Give it to them. No, I'm- I- If I was on that show, are you kidding me? I'd be walking around being like, oh, Zach attack, oh, Zach attack, follow me. I mean, but that is just so petty to me. Not even petty. It's like, it's so cheap. Like- it's cheap to me. You're in there to play a game and to to really win. Yeah. And he wasn't. He did play a good game because I thought he was going to go out early, but he made it to the end. But he also, I don't think he deserved to be back because he lost the game and it was his fault for making a dumb decision. Uh, he made a, such a dumb decision. But this is my thing. Only one person can win. So why not use your time in the house to help yourself in the future make a little bit more money? Promote yourself. Promote your band. That doesn't you know? work, though. I mean, but it kind of worked for him. I don't know if it worked for him. What has he done? I feel like his, like, like, t-shirt brand and stuff. Like, whenever I go to events, there was always, like, lines. Like, people were so excited to meet him. There's definitely Big Brother fans. I mean, I don't know any of his music. I don't care about his band. I don't care about his t-shirts. I'm just here for the beard. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm cool with that. And I'm cool with people. And a smile. I'm cool with people celebrating and wanting to, to support people. But I just don't see the value in in it. 
in that on that level to the point where I'm happy that he's back because this was the first time in years that we've had a cast that actually seems like they could hold their own and make a very interesting summer. Very so true. I was I was excited to see what was going to happen when these people got in the house and the game hit them and they were really on. But Paul coming into the house kind of threw a wrench into everything and it it actually really bothered me. I mean, it could have been worse. They could have brought Frankie back. So just <laughs> be That's thankful true. it's Paul. <laughs> I I know. And you know what? Watching Paul in the feeds, I'm not mad to see him back, but I'm upset that they destroyed what could have been. You know, like mm-hmm. and uh, it's we'll frustrating. Never know. We'll it's never frustrating. Know. It's truly frustrating. I was so mad that day because the rumors had been going around on Twitter. And I was like, there's no way they're going to bring Paul back. This cast looks awesome. There's 16 new people. Like, why throw somebody into this mix when they just did that on OTT? And especially when there's fan voting this season, too. Like, it's going to be skewed in his direction. And here they go. Did exactly what I didn't want them to do. So it was just really frustrating. But yeah. it was a little quick. It was a little quick for Paul. I it mean, was. he just left. He just Give left. him a season. Put a season in between it. Exactly. And if they have a all-star season, I would love to see Paul on that. I think he deserves that. But on this season, I just didn't think he should have come back. But I will say, I do think he fits in pretty well with this cast. Much more than last season. I hated BB-18. I hated the cast. For the most part. There were maybe three people that I didn't dislike. Yeah. It's one of the first seasons that I did not watch all the way through. I gave up. I hate Nicole. I was just like, ugh. And he just does not deserve. Oh, but I loved his, like, snake comment where he was like... That was good. The, what was it? The prettiest snake or something? Except hey, for Nicole. Yeah. Oh, hey, Nicole. Ah, I, I was into that. I was cool. I'm sure Paul will weasel himself back into my heart in some way just to make me be over it. And I'm not going to complain about it forever. But I just needed to vent about it because it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. All these sixteen people deserve the shot at playing the game, and they have the shot. But their shot is tainted now because there's somebody who's played the game in there, and he is so arrogant about being a veteran. He's like, "Oh yeah, this you have to look out for this and do this." And when the veterans come in, they always have a lot to say, and they always try to run. I don't even know how to say that. When he came into the OTT house, he was like, yeah, your boy's back. (laughs) And it's like, uh, okay, here again. We're going to go through this again. This show. You're putting on a show. Just like in the house when he put on those chaps and was running around acting crazy. That's not fun to me. I cute. I mean. I would want him to ride on my back. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Restless jobs. That is such a faux fun to me. Like, it was like they intentionally did it to have a fun moment because he knows what they're going to do for TV. There's, I, I could sit here and have a conversation with you and have just as much fun as he's having riding on this man's back. I mean, but they're in there for so long. Like, let them do They've been in there nine days. I mean. Nine. Okay. But in a house, like, with, like, nothing, you got to make your own fun. I'm not mad at it. I'm not you mad at it. You do have to make your own fun. I can only talk to people for so long. So, like, go jump on someone's back. I'm cool with that. I'm I'll cool put with up it. with it. Like, I'm cool Cody with it, Cody was not feeling it, though. Cody <laughs> in the corner with that straight-ass face. Like, hilarious. I was, like, dying. I was like, <laughs> Because, honestly, in that situation, I probably would be Cody. Because I don't I like people do. who act out like that. Just because it's Paul and I'm watching it from, like, the comfort of my home, exactly. I'm able to enjoy it. But, like, if I was there i would have been cody like really dude like fuck off exactly because it's like look we're all adults there's a level of maturity that you can have and be perfectly fine and have fun but when you push those boundaries and try to have fun like when you're trying to have fun it's so phony to me and that 
turns me off. And I was like, this is exactly why I don't want him back because he knows what the producers want and he's going to give them those little moments and those are going to be the moments where I get my eyes are rolling. I want to say 65. Zoom, zoom, bitch. <laughs> I wanted to say 65 miles per hour, but it didn't come out right. Ugh. All right. I've been running with my... No, no. I've been going. Is it 85? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Linda's got hair song? All right, anyway, continue. I haven't listened yet. Okay, bye. Okay. So they all sit in the living room, and Julie tells Paul that he's going to be taking somebody's place, and that he can choose eight people who will be safe from the swap using his friendship bracelets. And here they come again, branding Paul and his friendship bullshit. This is not the Paul show, but... I'm just like, do they get to keep those bracelets? I'm pretty sure they do. Because I'd be pissed if I was one of the ones that didn't get a bracelet. Can I be like, can I just have one for fun? Like, it don't <laughs> count. I just want to take this home with me. <laughs> Souvenir. Thank you, Julie. Like, even though Julie girl. <laughs> <laughs> Julie girl. Can I get a bracelet? <laughs> I don't have to be safe. I just It can want say fake friendship. I don't care. I just want a bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> So after Julie told Paul that this was how it's going to go down, he had some one-on-one time with each of the house guests, and they were kind of hilarious at times. Like, um... Elena with the cheese sandwich. Yeah, Elena came in and she was like, I brought you a cheese sandwich. It's tangible. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. But honestly, I love that because it was creative. More creative than the people just coming in there being like, I am such a big fan. Right. What's his name? Um, Josh. Josh Josh. was like, Uh, yeah, bro. uh, I already know what it is. And I was like, if you don't. I'm such a super fan. I mean, not going to lie. If I went in there, I would probably just be like, can I touch your beard? But like. (laughs) And I would have said I'm a super fan as well, but Josh was just like taking it to the next level, which I'm sure we'll get to the next level. Yeah, we'll discuss old Joshua. I hate him. He's uh, we'll talk about him. And then X Miss calling herself a bitch. Valentine's Day. (laughs) Can we dub her Valentine's Day for the rest of this episode for me? (laughs) I fucking who names their daughter Christmas? Christmas. No, her we name is sing- Valentine's Day. Maybe I'll call her St. Patrick's Day if I'm feeling crazy. But we are not calling her Easter. Christmas. Listen, Easter. Right. Get, Get over ass- here, Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> Labor Day, girl. Right. I don't want to talk to you. Sit ever your ass again. down, Halloween. Halloween. What are you talking about? <laughs> Columbus Day. Christmas. I heard what you said about me, Columbus Day. Christmas. Now, if her birthday was, like, on Christmas, then I would get it. Well, I think she was born towards Christmas, like, oh. around Christmas. And she, w- her mom was like, you're my Christmas miracle. And that's why they named her Call her Miracle or something. <laughs> I don't know. Don't call her like fucking Tamar Christmas. Like Tamar Braxton's dog. <laughs> Is that Tamar Braxton's dog's name? Miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle she got a dog, so it makes sense. And then when Cody went in with him and, and they were like silent and then he was like looking at each other, his face was hilarious. That's like I my favorite it. gift so far in the season. I get not wanting to suck up to someone and like having your pride and he's a military man and he's, you know, super macho and he doesn't need anyone else. He's going to do this for himself. But like play the game a little bit, you know, like just say something. Have he's, a conversation. Talk. He's about to be very interesting this summer, to say the least. Yeah. All right. So Paul ended up giving the bracelets to Papa Kevin, old Bunhead Raven. Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin scares the shit out of me. I have like nightmares of him, like night terrors. Like I'm just sleeping and Kevin's like hovering over me. 
Not really, but that's... Leave Kevin alone. He's so <laughs> when nice. When I think of demons in hell, that's what I think of Kevin. Oh. <laughs> He's scary. Kevin is not that scary. Cody... We have pictures sitting right hand. here in, in front of us, and Kevin is, like, well, glancing at me, and In that picture, terrifying. he does look like Count Chocula. But, right? But, like, Cody is a lot scarier than Kevin will ever be. Yeah, so, that cute smile. Uh, fuck that smile. There's lots of people with cute smiles. Find you somebody get else. It. All right, Papa Kevin got a bracelet. Old Bunhead Raven, Deaconess Dominique, she got a bracelet. Well, go. Mark, G- can we talk about? We'll talk about okay. it. <laughs> Mark got a bracelet. Whistlenut got a bracelet. Jessica Ramsey's and Elena. They were all safe. So then they had a safety competition. They all had to stand on a rope while holding on to another rope to balance. While Julie was giving them clues about apples that were, were being held in the yard by these unnecessary serpentine people. If they chose the right apple, they were safe. The wrong apple, and they were on the block to get replaced by Paul. After the challenge started, everybody fell out except for Alex and Cody. And I think most people were a little shocked that Alex was killing it like she was. Cody tried to make a deal with her, and she was like, <laughs> I don't need no man to get me through this. <laughs> I literally died when she was like, eat shit. Isn't that what she said? <laughs> yeah, she was like, no offense, but I hope you eat shit. <laughs> I was like, honestly, up until that moment, I was not a big Alex fan. Me I didn't either. really care for her. I didn't care for her like introduction. I was kind of like, oh, this girl is like cute, but she's Everybody annoying. Everybody felt that way. Like, yeah. But then once she told him to eat shit, I was like, team Alex. She's had, let's she, go. She's probably the one person who's in my first impression of has changed drastically. Yeah. Because she's delivered so many moments this season already mm-hmm. and the feeds just came on last night. And I think that she has a lot of potential if she can weasel herself out of being at the bottom of the house. Because she yeah. has she has some stuff going on and she's very strong. Yeah. She's causing a little bit of drama right now. She is, but it's like she but has it's a not grasp what I was on expecting. it. I was expecting this like pretty girl, you know, I hate to say this, but whenever I see a really pretty girl, I just think of them floating through the house. They don't really do much. They follow the boys, which I hate. I want them to, like, stand up. And here we have this very strong female talking to, like, you know, the dude who's kind of running the house right now, Cody, telling him to eat shit. (laughs) Literally being like, eat shit. No. So nonchalantly while you're hanging on a rope. And laughing while she does it. Like, I'm here for it. And if she keeps delivering these moments, I will be down for it. I'm down for it. Yeah, I know. I'm here for Alex. So, after the competition was over, Cody ended up winning, so he was safe. So then, the apples that they picked from these serpentine people, they all opened... (laughs) Which were creepy as fuck. They were very creepy. I was like, these people are unnecessary as hell. Why are they in the backyard? They were like rubbing and shit. I was like, I feel uncomfortable. I would not want to watch this with my family. Not at all. (laughs) Like, no. Um, but Christmas, Cameron, and Jillian ended up getting the poisoned apples, and they were up on the block for the swap. Bye, Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Julie told them they had the opportunity to choose if they wanted to compete to see who goes home or let the house vote. Cameron chose to compete, but Christmas and Jillian chose to vote, and the house ended up voting out Cameron. How did you feel about Cameron leaving? (laughs) You know what? I was honestly okay with Cameron leaving because, number one, he jumped off his little pole or whatever he was standing on on purpose because right. he didn't want to come across as a threat. Right. To me, that's like giving up. Yeah. I feel like it's the first challenge. Like, I get 
that you don't want to come across as a threat. Nobody wants to show who they really are. We're all lying about what we do. We're all dog walkers. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I understand. But at the same time, you're playing a game and you're taking a risk. And he took a risk and it didn't work out in his favor. And he only has himself to blame. Because and, he wasn't, like, struggling. I think he could have held on for a little bit longer. And it wasn't an HOH comp. It was a safety competition. Exactly. Like, save yourself. And, you know, I don't blame Christmas. I honestly... You know, Valentine's Day, <laughs> can't even say it. Christmas's um, reasoning for, like, wanting the vote, I thought was pretty, like, smart. To see Absolutely. how many people wanted her out. I mean, it could have not worked in her favor, and she could have been gone, but, but she's pretty popular. I knew she'd stay. Yeah, absolutely. And I was happy Cameron left because he's one of those uh, Reddit trolls, and they were so into the ball smashes in BBOTT, and it mm-hmm. drove me crazy because, like, those, those nerdy Reddit people are, like, Real shady to me. So I could see him being a problem in the house later on down the road. Yeah. Strategically. Also, his strip tease was so uncomfortable. Can we talk about how uncomfortable I felt watching that? Like, Like, if you're going to do a strip tease, at least shake it well, you know? No. (laughs) At least do a strip tease. Like, don't show me your butt crack. Like, nobody cares. It was literally like a half an inch of crack. And it was like, why? Why was this even? No. No. You can go. Bye, Cameron. Uh, yeah, I know. It just made me feel super uncomfortable. Although I will say I liked his lisp. It was kind of giving me that like Tyler Oakley feel. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I was a little bummed for him though because Paul has already had an opportunity to play this game. So for Cameron to already be sent home as a super fan, it's really messed up that somebody who's already played the game and got to the final two and lost because of his own dumb decisions took my place. Like I would be so furious. And I kind of hope he comes back, but I know that's not going to happen. But I wouldn't be mad if he came back because that situation is messed up. So he can come back when Jody comes back. Shut up. You know what? <laughs> Justice for Jody. <laughs> I don't feel bad for none of y'all. I only feel bad for Jody. <laughs> we like how many seasons? Like five seasons after that, and I'm still thinking about her. Queen Jody. They actually showed her on the first episode, right. so she's right. still very relevant. Jody, if you're listening, I love you, and we're gonna get you justice one day. Justice. Okay, that was the end of episode one. So, episode two opens, and the HOH competition is about to go down, and guess who walks through the door? Nicole's bitch ass. I'm tired <laughs> Bye, of these Nicole. BBA team people. Like, come on now. Hi, guys. It's Ugh. Nicole. I wanted to rip my eyes but out. But I was dying them at into when- a puddle of fire i was dying because kevin didn't know who the fuck she was <laughs> he was on the couch and megan goes running over and she's like she was the winner of last season he's like what's her name <laughs> he was so uninterested he was like oh here comes this little blonde girl i'm tired i'm gonna sit here on this couch and when she gets to me she gets to me. right he like slowly got up and walked over it was so funny. I was cracking up. How did he even get on this show, though? Kevin? <laughs> well, he said that his kids love the show, and they wanted him to audition and took him to the audition, and he made it on, which is a cool Lucky story for me. I know. I was like, I love that. Okay, so they were split into four teams of four and had to cross over a ditch using vines, and on the other side, they had to find and bring back eight apples to move on to the final round. On the other side, though, there was one golden apple, and if you brought it back, you would be safe for the week. But your entire team would be disqualified. So the competition starts, and here comes Josh. He's the first person for his team, and this bitch goes for the golden apple, and he makes it back, and his whole team is pissed off. And everybody's like, did he really just do that? 
So then Mark dislocated his finger as he ran across on his thing. And I was like, that looks so painful. It looks so painful. But he killed it though. Like he still made it through and was beasting through the challenge. So I was like, I feel you. I would have been on the ground screaming. Me too. They, I don't think anyone could have, like, helped me in that situation. At all. I would have been in that ditch Mm-mm. screaming for my life. Like, um, my finger is hanging off of my <laughs> hand. Y'all can get these apples by yourself. Oh, oh, so gross. It was nasty. So gross. But it looked like such a fun challenge. Like, it I did look do fun. It. I know. I wish they put these challenges in the public where people could do them. It would right. be fun. That'd be a mess. Can we, hold up, can we back up and talk about this challenge real quick? Because it was giving me Legends of the Hidden Temple vibes. Absolutely. Can we talk about the colors, the helmets, the vines, the going over, like, the water and it stuff? It was absolutely, all I, I could was think like, of was like, Right? All I could think of was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Where are the blue barracudas? All right, we can Where go. Where are the silver snakes? <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get back to Josh taking the golden apple. You know what? I kind of loved it. One, because Josh is crazy as fuck, and I want everyone to see how crazy he is. Not that I didn't think that they saw it, but just a little push to get him out of the house. I'm totally down with that. But it was also good for Kevin because he didn't have to throw the comp. Absolutely. that was his consequence. You know, yeah. he had to it throw the so competition. Simple. I think Kevin had the luckiest first couple days in this house Seriously. of anybody ever. Like, you win $25,000, nobody knows. Right. You are supposed to throw a comp. Somebody does it for you. Right. And you're in a good place in the house. Like, what else can go good for you? And you're he doesn't even it. know what the show is. Fucking lucky son of a bitch. He can is I killing Kevin? it right now. Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. is killing it. Killing Kevin. some of your demonic good Stop. (laughs) (laughs) So then after Josh takes the golden apple, people are pissed at him. He's like, oh yeah, I'm not going home, y'all. Your boy's staying. Blah, blah, blah. And when Cody goes, he comes by and he calls him a loser. And he starts going off on Megan. When Megan asks who got the golden apple, Josh starts going off on her like, you're such a liar. You're a snake. I don't trust you. Everybody here has a good heart except for you. Like he's going in on her for no reason. When at the safety competition, Megan did say in front of Josh that she that there's a lot of strong men and they're starting to group together and they need to get them out, which was really dumb of her. And I think that's where the seed was planted. But Homeboy was going off on her and I was like, you need to chill your ass out. He was doing the most. The definition of the most. Like it was uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to watch him. But I think that... It's because, like he said, this is like the first time away from his family. He doesn't know how to act. He's definitely like a family guy. Absolutely. And I feel like he's uncomfortable. He's with all these like strangers and he is like super paranoid. I think there's something like a... We're going to get real deep right now. I think there's a bigger issue. There's absolutely a bigger issue. That he needs to... When he goes home, he needs to take care of that. Because I'm sure that's fucking up other stuff in his life. It is. And I feel bad for him, especially as somebody who really is in tune with other people's emotions. Like, I want to be in that house and help him and, like help him get through these situations because I feel like if someone sits him down oh I don't think that there's anything that anyone in the house can do for him no I think there is because he walks off and talks to himself and he He does but if somebody him like giving himself like reassurance like I did this because like whatever he I can't remember exactly what he said but like as he like fell down onto his bed or whatever he was like reassuring himself that he did the right thing right which was like very awkward and showed me that there's like Something going on inside of his mind that he probably should take medication for. I just think somebody needs to bring to his attention how he is being portrayed and how he's acting. Because I haven't seen anybody really sit him down and talk to him. But do you think he would take it well? I think so. I think if, he, if somebody was like, Josh, 
I care about you. Beyond this game, I want you to be here. And I want you to <laughs> mentally be in a place where you can handle this. I don't think that's anyone in the house's like responsibility, though. It's absolutely not. Because I would sit my ass on the room and be like, that dude is crazy. Send I'm going to let him be crazy. Send yeah, him exactly. home. I'm not going to sit him down. I'm when so we get like, out of the house, I might send you a tweet and be like, yo, bro, go to the doctor. I'm way too emotional. I'm way too emotional. And I connected so much with Dominique because I feel like she's kind of like me. We'll get to that later, though. We need to finish this part. So after the two teams won, they had to pick one person on their team to compete for HOH. Cody and Paul were chosen, and they had to balance apples on an unbalanced tree. And in the end, Cody won, becoming Monty 2.0, the first HOH of the summer. In BBOTT, Monty was such a manly loser. He was so into himself and so chauvinistic and so misogynistic and all the other istics. And he was ridiculous. But Cody is absolutely starting to become Monty slowly. We're seeing him start to blossom into that. So Cody wins HOH, and he nominates Jillian and Megan. And in the nomination ceremony, when he gave his (laughs) explanation on why he didn't like them, he was like, and Megan, I just don't like you very much. (laughs) That's just, like, rough. Just to, like, be like, (laughs) I just don't like you that much. It's hard, especially after, like, dealing with Josh. There's a lot of people coming at you telling you that you're trash. Right? That's a lot. Like, I would have really hated to be her that day. It's really tough. I feel bad for her. Um... But, I mean, you signed up for it. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> um. <laughs> you're going to get shit on for a good 24 hours. Sorry, Megan. Like your blue hair, though, girl. If you're listening, don't change it. It's <laughs> no, a hard she, color to keep. <laughs> they, when she had her gray hair, we'll, we'll get to her when we talk about her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, last night, the live feeds finally came on after the episode aired. And we learned a lot of new things. There's a lot of new updates that went down the house. There are a ridiculous amount of showmances this season, and it's so bothering many. me. And I'm like, how did all this happen? Which I think they wanted it to happen with the showman's room and all, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Wait, there's a showman's room? Yeah. there's a. Did you not watch the house tour? Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of showmances this season. We have Elena and Mark, mm-hmm. Jessica and Cody, Matt and Raven, but I don't know if Raven is with Paul too. She's really flirty with a couple of. Well, did guys. you see that there were pictures of Raven and, and Paul, Paul before? Yeah, before. So yeah. they've met before. So it was just a little strange. So are you feeling any of these showmances? No, me either. No. Can we just talk about how much I dislike Jessica? Let's go. I think for it's it. just because she's from WeHo. I don't know <laughs> why. I have a thing against WeHo. I do. As like a gay in Los Angeles that lives on the East Side. I have a problem with West Hollywood. And so I just, like, they didn't show her sucking up to Paul for a reason. What do you mean? Sucking up to Paul. The friendship bracelet sucking. West Hollywood. You get it? I don't. (laughs) It was a sexual reference. (laughs) I mean, okay. (laughs) I feel like she's going to use her looks in the house. Oh, she absolutely is. That's all she's got. And I really hate that because I feel like that's all the pretty girls do. They never make moves. They never do anything. They just suck up to the guys and then they get through. And I hate that because that's, I mean, I guess that is a game, but like, uh, it's annoying to me. And so I don't like Jessica because I don't think that she's bringing anything to the house. And so we can talk about too, since I was really into the preseason, I was really into watching the interviews and seeing who these people were. There's a lot of people that their 
my opinion of them has changed. And Jessica is probably the biggest one because in the preseason, I really liked her. She seemed like she was ready to play. She seemed like she was a strong female and that she was aware of her sexuality and how beautiful she was, but she was going to play it to her advantage and not let it like take over her game. But as soon as the feeds cut on, who is laying on Cody, kissing his nipples, and like <laughs> rubbing on his I chest? That word. And it's like, oh, girl. I mean, come but on I would now. do the same thing if I could. I mean, I, I don't, cute. I'm not judging anybody for being in a showmance, but it's the first thing we see is them all on each other on the bed. It's just like, when will you learn that like your, people are going to come after you if you're in a showmance? Like, I mean, I get it. There are like, like, situations where it works out and like they're able to help each other yeah i just don't see cody and jessica being like a showman and they're already kind of falling apart yeah like i don't see that and the cody jessica thing well jessica's just like causing drama within the house with like alex and like all of the girls i feel like which we'll get to yeah i just like i don't see it lasting i don't see it being a thing she annoys me i don't like her bye jessica Yeah, I'm kind of falling out of the Jessica Club. Like, I'm very skeptical about her and what she's going to bring. Um, and then Mark is another one of my favorites. I think he's a really awesome person, but I hate that he's really into Elena. And I love that Dominique was trying to warn him and, like, give him rules, like, saying what to watch out for. Like, she was really, like, helping him. But Elena is all about some Mark, and she's all over Mark, and she wants her some Mark. Today, when she was rubbing all on his dick, on camera, Jessica picked her arm up and put her arm on Mark's dick and started moving it around and rubbing it on the feeds. Like, it's just like, hey, y'all, look at this. You know, like, I don't mind people flirting and being a little kissy-kissy, but it's like, there's a line, there's... 15 other people in the house and it's a little disrespectful to cross that line if there might be somebody else in the house that might not feel comfortable with that yeah well i think elena is just horny i think she's just like a horny girl because i was reading online and i quote paul said i will vomit on my own penis and elena said i will clean it up with my own mouth to which i said same but (laughs) (laughs) i was just like girl like come on she's got to get all her cards on the table listen the cards are on the table in stacks she knows where each every one of them is and she's Mm -hmm. not afraid to play And you know what girl I mean, I respect her more than Jessica, so... Well, they're that. both... They are... There's a lot of... Um, a lot of girl-on-girl love in this season. It's very interesting. They're all over each other. Jessica and Elena are, like, a duo of interesting choices. <laughs> I don't know how I feel completely yet. We're yeah. just gonna have to wait and see how they... We'll see. How they play. They're no Jillian. <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Weight loss, love her. Listen. And her family. Now. Doing weight loss together in, what was it, Tijuana or Tijuana. Something? Who who brags about that first and foremost? Gets on, on national television and says, I lost 50 pounds, but me and my family, we look like ancient mastodons, and we went to Tijuana to get weight loss surgeries together. <laughs> like a freaking pedicure. What a family bonding moment, you like- know? Like... <laughs> Fuck my parents for taking me to Disneyland. Like, why couldn't I have gone and got, like, weight loss surgery? (laughs) 
I'm trying to get my neck done. <laughs> Your neck. Is that something that you can do? It's just something when I look in the mirror, it's just like I want to get it done. Shut so like, up. why you can't I go to Tijuana? Why right down the street? Right. Well, I'm calling my mom and I'm booking our flight next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like whose family just goes to get weight loss surgery together? Like it's so strange. And she's like, well, I just lost 50 pounds, girl. What did you do to do that? Nothing. Spend some change, cha-ching, and whatever. She's, why work for it when you can spend it though? Am I you're right. Well, she lost weight, but she probably lost some personality too because the girl is boring. Mm, she is very boring. But you know what? I liked her. She's fine. I'm kind of into this whole reject group. I'm into the reject group too. And actually, Jillian was one of my least favorites and most people's least favorites. And she's still pretty low on my list. But I have a little bit more respect for her and I feel a little bad for her because she's getting a bad rap. Even though she's a Trump supporter and fuck her for that. But is she? She is. And that's why I people that's why people were really like over it. And I'm still over it for that reason because I just can't get behind anybody who who, you know, I talked about it already. Yeah. But yeah, she's mm, questionable. We'll see though. She's probably gonna go home soon anyway. She done been on the box. I feel like she will go home soon, but I feel like if she were to stay, I think that she's someone that would grow on people. I, I see s- potential. Maybe. But she's been on the block three times and it's only been one day. Because she's forgettable. She's super forgettable. She's and I hope so she's forgotten very soon. So Matt and Raven and Paul and Raven seem to be canoodling a lot as well. How do you feel about Raven on your man, Matt? <laughs> Raven on both of my men. Right. I would Raven be, is coming for you. Ra- <laughs> I would be the Raven in the house. So you know what? I'm jealous. Good That's girl. so Raven. I'm just, that, that is so Raven. <laughs> she come up in there with those nasty ass pigtail bun shits. And she get the two hottest men in the house. Like how? You better be walking around with pigtail buns now. <laughs> <laughs> BRB changing my hair real quick. Um, you know what? I'm not mad at her for it. She's got good taste. Go, girl. Get she yours. Does, but still. If you ain't going to get that money, get that dick. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to get that dick, get it from the two hottest guys in the house. You're ridiculous. Keyword dick. All right. <laughs> so there's also some alliances forming in the house, which is a cool thing to watch after seeing people in the preseason wondering who's going to bond together. So there's the pretty posse that I call them. Elena and Mark, Cody, Jessica, Matt, Raven, Dominique, and Christmas. That's so a the lot entire of people. house. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> lot of people and it's not going to last. It's not going to last. But they are definitely working together to get the rejects out of the house. Well, it'll be interesting when they do and they all like turn on each other and it's the men against the women because it's how it's going to go if this is how we keep going. Absolutely. And then I'm really interested in the Mark and Dominique alliance. Like, I feel like they have a really good relationship and that they care about each other on a personal level. So I'm interested in seeing how that works. And I'm also really interested in Kevin and Paul. I feel like they're starting to get really close. Like, they were cuddling today. (laughs) It was so adorable. (laughs) Even though I know that you think Kevin is scary. I'm keeping my mouth shut on this situation. (laughs) But I think they would work really well together. Also, the rejects, Jillian Ramsey's, Alex, Jason, and Josh, they're working together, and they are a dysfunctional little bunch. They are dysfunctional, but I love them. I like them, too, even though Ramsey's is annoying as hell. See, this is the first gay cast member that like I have not hated in a really long time. Really? He has been on my nerves because he just he's fun. He's so loud, but he's that he fake kind loud. of fun. He's like that. I'm gonna be loud and bubbly because well, people want me to be fun. fun. I mean, I get it. He's playing the gay boy on like a reality television show, 
So, like, he's got to be, but he's no he Frankie. He's no Frankie. I put everyone to Frankie standard, and I if they're, that. like, a little bit lower than Frankie, I'm like, I can handle it. You know I what? My perception it. has changed. Do your thing, Ramses. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't be Frankie. Just don't be Frankie. And so, like, I think he's fun. He also shows, like, a different side of, like, the gay community. I think, you Being know, a little that nerdy. They, the nerdy cosplay or cockplay, as Kevin called it. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> that was so funny. I adore Kevin. He's so hilarious. Uh, I, I still get, I mean, as we're talking about him, I'm kind of seeing that I'm liking him a little bit more. But I still just, like, looking at this picture of him right now on the table like he just scares (laughs) the shit out of me like i have night terrors about him okay so there's a lot of things going on in the house and when the feeds came back on the first thing that people started noticing is that megan's picture was grayed out on the memory wall (laughs) so there were a lot of there were a lot of rumors circling around like did she punch josh and get evicted or did she just quit or what happened to her? Nobody really knew. And Ramsey's was missing at first. Two people thought that he might have self-evicted as well. Um, but come to find out... Um, I wish she would have punched Josh. I wish she would have punched Josh, too. That would have been a honestly really... honestly deserved That would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, right. And it would have been a better story than what happened, actually. Because what happened is a little sad. It is sad. Um, come to find out, Megan and the producers agreed for her to leave the show because she wasn't emotionally stable enough to handle what was going on in the house. She is the one that um, was in the military and worked in combat zones, and she said that her PTSD was starting to flare up. You know, like it was... Yeah. She was having issues stemming from PTSD from working overseas and having anxiety and with the men coming at her and attacking her in the way that they were it just wasn't working out and i was a little bummed to see her go because in the preseason even though she was a shady bitch and i could <laughs> and josh called her right like josh pegged her correct because i mean she talked about so many crazy things in her bio saying she got people fired and impeached and stuff like she she's down to take you out if need be yeah but I'm sad that she just wasn't stable enough to yeah. get into no, the game. No, it's definitely sad, and I feel bad for her as someone who struggles with anxiety. I feel like, you know, that is like a high-stress environment. I mean, you're in a house, you're stuck with these same people, and especially with all these different new personalities coming at you. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I could see that sparking up something if that's something that she struggles with. Absolutely. You know? Like, I feel bad for her. I didn't want to see her go because, like... I do like the reject group, and I wanted them to take out the pretty posse, as you call them. Yeah. Is that right? That's, that's, that's what, I what you call them. them. Yeah. You know, take Valentine's Day out. <laughs> um, but at the same time, get your health, girl. Get your yeah, health, girl. It's way more important. It's than... way more important, and I'm sad to see you go. Not really, because I really didn't care about you like that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I just see no hope for the rejects, and I hope that they're able to bring it back. Also this morning, Paul was having a one-on-one with the camera in one of the rooms, and he was talking about how he was kind of the reason that she ended up quitting, that he instigated something between Megan and Jessica and Alex. Um, Megan overheard Jessica say, call Alex a panda, and Megan went to tell Alex, and Jessica got involved, and Paul kind of instigated it all. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, it was... Paul was talking about it this morning, and it just sounds like a mess. It's going to be on Sunday's episode, but 
It just sounds like oh, a... Oh, no, we're getting back to Aaron's season where we are bringing up a racial slur. Exactly. And when the feeds came back on, Alex mentioned something about a racial slur, and people thought that Megan had said it, but then come to find out it was Jessica. But Jessica said she didn't say anything, and... Of course she would. Yeah, so we don't know exactly what happened. We'll see on Sunday, but there was some mess that went down. Mm. But it, I was a little annoyed that Paul was the one that instigated because it's like, bitch, you ain't even supposed to be here and you done made somebody quit. <laughs> I'll choke your ass. I mean, I think it was more than him, but... It definitely was because Josh and Cody were going after Megan too. I was but... going to say, if anyone made anyone quit, it's Josh. Right, right, right. just right. like crying the whole time when annoyed the shit out of me and I quit. <laughs> I'd just be like, I can't be around this boy. Spoiler if you don't alert. <laughs> if you don't need spoilers, log off, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So push pause if you don't want to hear any spoilers and skip like a minute ahead. So after Megan left the game, Cody had to nominate somebody else and he put Alex up on the block. And so Alex sitting up there with Jillian, these little reject girls just struggling to stay in the game. I felt bad for Alex because she was really fighting in that one competition and I Mm -hmm. think she did such a good job and I don't want her to get put out this early. I don't think she will. I don't, she, she won't, but. I mean. So Alex gets nominated in place of Megan, but she ends up winning the power of veto today. So I'm just like, bitch, you are slaying and out here playing. She's ready for this game. And I'm here for it. And I'm so here for it. I'm really rooting for her. I, I have a lot of hope for her. Like if she can stick around, she really has a shot. I would love to see somebody break off from the pretty posse and bring her in and work with her. Because I think that she, they could weaponize her to get other people out. Because that pretty posse is going to break up. Because there's way too many personalities and way too much going on over there for them to last. Yeah. For sure. Pretty posse going down. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> As Alex would say. As Alex would say. Alex is my new role model. I just walk around telling everyone to eat shit. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a big brother quote. <laughs> <laughs> So overall, it has been a crazy start to BB19, and we are in for some mess this season. This has been episode two of Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast hosted by BB Team North with co-host... Ozak Attack, that's O-H-Z-A-C-K-A-T-T-A-C-K. So be sure to tune in to BB19 every Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday this summer at 8, 7 central. Also sign up for the CBS All Access so you can see what's going on in the BB house anytime you want to. Also, be on the lookout for a new episode of Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast coming soon. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I had Thanks, so much fun. Zach. It was great. You added a lot to the show this week, and I'm happy to hear your opinions. Yes. And I think it went really well. Yeah, I'm coming back for you. Yeah, you have to come back. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Marcus. That's terrifying. <laughs> Julie girl. Julie. Julie. Julie girl. Julie